you ever felt unsafe in your church? Have you thought about what you would do if a threat develops in your church? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 74 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. I was taken to church by my Christian parents from before I was born, and certainly every opportunity thereafter. During my adult life, I've attended thousands of services of one kind or another in a variety of churches across the country. Only once in all those years have I directly witnessed a person disrupt a service by yelling, screaming actually, and making threatening gestures toward attendees and the pastor. Thankfully, this person was not armed, nor did he hurt anyone before a few men were able to usher him out of the auditorium. I tell this story to tweak your memories about when you may have experienced something similar or something far more dangerous. Overall, churches, synagogues, mosques, and other faith-based organizations enjoy a record of safety and tranquility, at least in the United States. So don't be afraid to go to church. However, as anyone knows who's paid attention at all, security threats in houses of worship, just like with malls and schools, have increased in the past 30 years. Some have called these incidents hate crimes, and no doubt some were. But jarringly, most victims of church shootings likely know their attacker. Nearly half the offenders, 48%, were affiliated with the church. And nearly a quarter, 23%, involved intimate partners such as wives and girlfriends and husbands. In Carl Chen's book, Evil Invades Sanctuary, the case for security in faith-based organizations. In his data set, robberies account for more than a quarter of homicides within houses of worship, followed by fights between domestic partners, 16%, and personal conflicts between people who do not live together, 14%. Chin found that more than 10% of all homicides at houses of worship involve mental illness. Religious bias accounted for just 6%. But as the saying goes, during an incident, it does not matter why a shooter is shooting, only that he is placing churchgoers in danger and must be stopped. Mass shootings are variously defined as an incident in which three or four or more are killed, not counting the perpetrator. Many people date the surge in the U.S. in mass shootings and other threats to the deadly Columbine High School massacre April 20, 1999 in which 12 students and one teacher were murdered, 21 injured, and later the two killers took their own lives in the high school library. Since 1999, the USA has become almost jaded at the near-weekly reports of shooters showing up in what are called soft targets. For example, schools, malls, university campuses, houses of worship, arenas, concerts, nightclubs, transportation sites, parades even. Sadly, nearly all these soft targets are also places that have been declared gun-free zones, wherein people with lawful concealed carry licenses are not permitted to enter with their concealed weapon. Of course, as the number of shooter incidents demonstrates, gun-free does not mean bad actors don't enter with guns, and does not mean safety is guaranteed, only that people feel safe, because of the sign, not actually are safe. In the U.S., according to Carl Chin's research, from 1999 to 2019, there were 2,183 incidents 
in which deadly force was used in faith-based organizations. Guns were used in 56.6% of these incidents. January 17, 2022, top officials with the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security warned this. Faith-based communities have and likely will continue to be targets of violence by both domestic violent extremists and those inspired by foreign terrorists. There is a difference between safety and security. Safety is about protecting people from accidents or injuries, while security protects people from crime or harm. Remember, not all threats to church safety and security involve shooters or guns. In fact, the majority of incidents do not. Concern for the safety and security of parishioners also includes being prepared to respond to accidents, child care protection, including deadbeat dads, robbery, sexual crimes, vandalism, bomb threats, fire, health and medical emergencies like heart attacks, adverse weather, and more. So the primary recommendation of experts in church safety and security, men like Carl Chin, or Skip Coriel, whose concealed carry for Christians is very interesting, is that your church should be intentional. In other words, acknowledge the possibility of threats to your congregation's safety and security. Think proactively about them, and do something to be better prepared should a negative incident ever occur. Why? Why should a church prepare for the safety and security of its attendees? Well, do you teach your children how to safely cross the street? When our boys were in middle school, I began to talk to them about awareness in public spaces, especially a men's room at a mall or an arena. I didn't say be scared or don't go there. I said, get your head up, know who else is around and what's happening. Determine before you enter whether it appears safe and certainly look sharply as you enter. This is common sense. It's also a morally defensible thing to do. It's good stewardship of ones God has entrusted to you. Same at the church. Shouldn't a church take reasonable steps to be as prepared as it can be to deal with emergencies, including, God forbid, an active shooter? The average person who thinks about such things for the first time often jumps immediately to ideas like, well, God will take care of us. Guns have no place in the church. Or Christians should never kill. In response, we can say, yes. God will indeed take care of us. But nowhere in Scripture did God say, do not take care of yourself. Perhaps it would be nice if guns never went to church. But a shooter intending to kill doesn't think about such things. If you show up with no gun, well, maybe you've taken a knife to a gunfight, and you will lose every time. This is irrational, unreasonable, maybe unintentionally suicidal, and in terms of not protecting others, immoral. Finally, according to the Ten Commandments, Christians should never murder. But there are numerous instances in Scripture where believers killed because evil forced them to do so. Think of the shepherd boy David versus Goliath. And the point of safety and security, including, as considered appropriate, Christians carrying a gun, is not to kill the perpetrator, but to stop the threat. Now, stopping the threat might mean the bad actor must be killed. But that's a last resort, and not the desire or the plan of well-trained safety and security team members. For churches looking for simple steps to make themselves more secure, Chen offers these nine guidelines. 
One, confirm support from your church's leadership team. Two, do a baseline readiness evaluation. Three, start with what you have, where you are. Four, keep it simple. Five, keep it legal. Six, know your insurance agent and policies. Seven, network with your community. Eight, train and drill. Say that again, train and drill. Nine, develop policies and procedures. Churches need not become armed camps, nor do we want churches to adopt security postures like museums or airports, forcing everyone who enters to walk through a metal detector. But we've also learned a few things from the awful spate of shootings in faith-based organizations. With intentional planning and budgetary commitment, we can harden the target. We can add security cameras, appoint a safety and security committee comprised of knowledgeable and trained volunteers, develop what-if plans. We now do this regarding child care in virtually every church. Why shouldn't we take similar loving steps for our fellowship? So I encourage you to find out if your church has a safety and security plan and procedures. And if not, help the leadership understand this is a part of their stewardship. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. For more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin. It's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Stand firm.